Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to Everyday Dope, the podcast about dope people who do dope things. And when do they do these dope things? Well, quite frankly, they do them every day. I'm your host, Mr. Sheffield. Today's guest is going to be Nikita Lee. She went from teaching to trucks. She's an educator at heart. And now she teaches others how to be successful in the trucking business. How are you doing today, Kita? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. We finally have great weather outside, and I absolutely love that. You know, and I'm glad that you interrupted your brunch just to talk to everyday dope. It is a lovely day outside. <laughs> like, like I want to punch you in the head. <laughs> now, I got to ask you this, Kita. Um, are you coming in here or staying out there? Right. That is what you asked me when I first became an educator. <laughs> first became an educator. So met Kita in the classroom, and uh, we've been friends ever since. But I want to start out with the same question we ask everybody else that comes to Everyday Dope. What's your definition of dope? My definition of dope is being able to live a life of freedom. Move how you want to move. Do what you want to do. And that comes with entrepreneurship. Mm. Do you move how you want to move now? I do. When I move, you move just like that. So what are your daily moves? Like, you know, say you move how you want to move. What are some things that you really like to do that entrepreneurship gives you the freedom to do? I'm really able to go to lunch with my friends whenever I want to. But the best thing is being able to travel and go to different places anytime that I want to. Mm. Travel and go to any places whenever you want to. What's the, the last place you traveled to that was just so interesting that you probably want to go back again? Because of COVID, I guess the last place I went to was Miami. Um, usually I like to go out the country. Due to COVID, I haven't really been out the country very often, um, but I do move around to the beaches. <laughs> to the beaches. You're a beach person. I'm a cabin person myself. Wow. Right? So cabins over beaches. It's too no, hot out there. No way. You're going to turn into a California raisin. That's what's going to happen. Uh, so you went from teaching to trucking. Is, is trucking really lucrative? It absolutely is. The transportation industry is actually a $797 billion industry. So just transportation. So what's the difference in real life like? What's the difference between Uber and trucking? Is there any big difference? Uber, now there is an Uber freight, but I think you're talking about the Uber ride share. That is just transporting people. Mm -hmm. The actual trucking is transporting product, goods, freight. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a good. <laughs> well, you, you can be a Mexican cartel if you want to. <laughs> so trucking is very, very lucrative, right? So you went from this teaching space. Now you're an instructional coach at some point, right? Right. You're an instructional coach, but now every day is about trucking. So take me through the journey of from when you started in the classroom to that day where you were like, mm, I'm just not going to do this anymore. And I'm going to transition over into the trucking world. 
So when I was in education, I was a teacher, of course, and I realized as a teacher that my pay wouldn't change unless I got more degrees. I went and got three degrees, and I still was, like, looking at the person next door to me who sucked as a teacher, couldn't get his um, kids to pass standardized tests, and I'm getting 98% of my students passing, and he's still making more money than me. Mm. So I knew then that I had to find a way out. Um, so looking at the salary chart, moving my finger from the right on how many years, and then down how many degrees, I just knew that that box couldn't hold me there. So I um, started moving up in education, became an instructional specialist. I then knew that I had to take that money and invest it into a business where I could make more money, and build wealth. Build wealth and be free, like you said. Absolutely. So do you set foot in trucks every day? Like, I, do you drive trucks? No, I do not. You don't drive trucks. So if you don't drive the trucks, how are you making the money? Like, what do you do every day in order to bring in money since you're not actually driving the truck? So I purchase trucks, and I have drivers that drive the trucks for me. <laughs> okay. That's one way. <laughs> okay, employees. I do. Now that's dope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And another way is mm -hmm. dispatching. So with dispatching, all you need is a cell phone and a laptop to dispatch. So that's another way of entering into the transportation world. And you don't even have to purchase a truck. Wow. So you don't even have to purchase a truck and you hire these drivers. Now, what I've heard is that hiring drivers and keeping dependable drivers is a really tough thing in trucking. So how do you navigate that challenge in the trucking business? Two things. Number one, in trucking, there's a lot of different options for drivers, but there's also a million drivers that start every day. So I think about that, and I also set myself apart from other transportation owners because I pay my drivers. Oh, we okay. have good equipment. I pay them, and then they're home on the weekends or whenever they need to. So that sets us apart. Another thing that, sets, um, that I think about when it comes to drivers is – if you ever think about this, McDonald's has a million people that apply and quit every day. Wow. Why not us? You know, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if McDonald's is not keeping, and they've been in business for millions of years, of course, um, thousands of years, really. <laughs> thousands I don't even think of thousands of years, but hundreds of years. That about less than a hundred years, right? I don't know how old McDonald's is. <laughs> right. So when I but think the about that, high. the turnover's high. Right. I mean, and then you're thinking about all the people getting unemployment right now, all the people that can sit at home and get a check. Who wants to work? So now you have to think about it like that. You have to set yourself apart. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, we're in COVID right now, and a lot of people are like, I don't want to work because Absolutely. they're afraid, and they are getting unemployment. So trucking would be a good place because I'm separated. I'm by myself. Right. So you said something about dispatching. What does dispatching mean? Dispatching is finding and booking loads for drivers that are on the road. So um, drivers or truck owners need their loads, need something to do. And so shippers have loads. Dispatchers coordinate with brokers on loads, picking up and delivery of loads. Okay, so the dispatcher books those loads. Now, what are the different arrays of trucks? Because at, at one point I had a box truck, mm -hmm. right? And so that's one type of truck. Right. So what are all the different ways that I can actually make revenue in trucking as it pertains to the particular type of truck? So there's a many different arrays, but we can start with a Sprinter van, and that's kind of what you see the Amazon vans and some FedEx. Then you can move to a box truck. There's mm -hmm. different sizes of box trucks. And see, those two, you don't have to have a CDL Class A license. You can use your regular license to drive those two. Then you can go to a semi-tractor, um, 
and then there's dump trucks. There's other types, but those are the three major ones, especially Hot Shot right now. That's like the dually with the car hauling um, mm-hmm. trailer on the back. So those are the main types that are popular right now. Mm-hmm. Which do you prefer? As far as what? As far as making your revenue. like, Or wh- what would you suggest if I'm somebody coming off the street and I say, Nikita Lee, I want to make money in transportation. Where would you start me? I would either start you with a semi-tractor or a box truck. Mm-hmm. So, and tell me why. Like, go a little bit deeper. What's, what's the benefits in those two? So, the, bo- the benefit of a box truck is that the owner can actually drive that themselves. And semis generally cost a little bit less, so it's an easier investment, and you just get a driver to drive it. So, those are just the two easiest ways to compare and contrast those two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all of this like sounds like it's very dense in information, mm-hmm. right? So when you were an instructional coach, did you have to teach teachers how to be better teachers? Absolutely. All right. So you've, you've kind of transitioned this over to your idea around how you teach people how to dispatch. Right. So how has education prepared you for this kind of world, for the details of the day-to-day and then the the teaching that you do in your class, dispatching like a pro. All right. So the main thing that I grasp from edu- education is really how to teach the audience and how to relate to people that I'm teaching. So I'm able to take the knowledge from being an instructional specialist and able to teach others how to dispatch and how to get started with their own truck. So in Dispatch Like a Pro, we break it all the way down as if you've never heard of a truck, a trucking company. And that's why people come to me with no experience. Two days later, they're an expert dispatcher. (laughs) They're an expert dispatcher. So have you had people come back and say, thank you, you know. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So give me an example. Like, give me a person. You don't have to say their actual name. Like, give me an actual person who's out here doing very well based on what you've taught them in your class, Dispatching Like a Pro. So Dispatch Like a Pro has several success stories. One of the main ones I got just last week is a text message from a young lady who went through the course and has now superseded her expectations and has to hire someone. Wow. So now she's hiring someone. She has to hire. She's actually looking to hire two more people because she has over 20 trucks she's dispatching right now. Wow. She's <laughs> like, Nikita, I need to quit my full-time job. I have to hire two. I said, here you go. You're building a dispatch company. You're scaling and You're scaling. making real money. So how do you see uh, yourself scaling? So we didn't discuss this earlier, but your company is called Big Big Rig uh, Freight Services. How do you see that business scaling? First, tell us where is it now, and then how do you see it getting bigger or smaller? So 90% of all transportation companies have six trucks or less. Mm-hmm. So you do not have to be this big, large company. Right. So we actually have six trucks. <laughs> so we have you six maxed tr- out. I maxed out in the small business world and arena because there's opportunity to get 20, 30 trucks, but you have to hire a lot of people. It's a lot of headache. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of sleepless nights. Right. You're not worried about those trucks. So we keep our fleet small because we do other things to um, bring in income. So we're not just like, I'm not just a truck owner. I teach classes on transportation. I teach people how to get started. I teach people dispatching. And then we have other um, income revenue businesses that we also do. So that's how we are. We're scaled to where we want to be now. Um, If we decide to grow it in the future, 
that's always a possibility. But my partner and I, right now, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Pushing up against that limit, huh? So, you know, you talk about scaling and you want things to kind of stay where they are because the bigger things get, you get these sleepless nights, right? So we need to know about that because I don't want to sugarcoat anything for the audience. What 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 do these sleepless nights look like? Like zoom into an example. You were like, this is crazy. I want to quit. Why am I up at 3.30 a.m.? You know. So when we first started, we knew that there was a possibility of dangerous situations that trucks can be in. You know, that a truck is a machine. It's a machine. And you have people that drive this machine on the roads, highways, mountains, ice, snow, all of the things. So there's always a possibility for you to get a phone call that's negative. Mm -hmm. And that's not something you want to hear. So I thank God we've never had any um, crazy accidents, knock on wood. I just thank God about that. But there's always a possibility. And the more you grow, the more people you have to hire, the more staff you need. Um, it's just a lot more responsibility. Mm -hmm. And why do that when you can make great money with six with something small? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, if you want to go be a J.B. Hunt, there's always a possibility for you to be J.B. Hunt's competitor, Snyder, all of the large companies. You can do that. There's possibilities for for that. It's just not my ideal situation. You're right. So you you've you've done all this trucking stuff, but I want to go kind of backwards to the, the beginning of the interview. So you talked about freedom. Right. You jumped into this trucking because it gave you freedom. Y'all can go to my lunch with my friends if I want to. I can travel to Jamaica. I can travel to Hawaii. I can go to Miami. I can do all these things. Um, but you love the teaching world. So if someone came to you, so some school system came to you and said, you can have the same freedom and the same money that you do in trucking. What would you be teaching? Math. Middle school math. Yeah, which part of it? Algebra. <laughs> eighth <laughs> grade. Well, they don't call eighth it grade, that. So call it. I would probably do eighth grade math. Mm -hmm. If I could, I tell people all the time, if they could give me a four-hour window no, and I don't teach parents, I mean, I don't have to speak to parents, oh. I would go back in the classroom. You don't like the parents. <laughs> and the meetings no meetings no meetings no parents and i would go back just i just want to teach two three classes in and out you don't have meetings with the business with the with the trucks it's just me and my partner we can have a we can <laughs> text, text. <laughs> we can text our meeting <laughs> is the truck running yes did we get paid today yes, yes. i'm at lunch have yes. a good day <laughs> Have a good day. Now, now that's dope. Mm -hmm. So what's the biggest expense with trucks, though? Like, what's the biggest thing you spend money on? Insurance. Oh, yeah. So insurance. <laughs> right. So how much does insurance cost? And what is it covering outside of the truck? I mean, is it? So like, because we have our own operating authority, you have to have a million dollar um, <gasps> liability. I, I lost my breath, y'all. <laughs> And a hundred thousand. Sound like an cargo. HOA. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than an HOA. <laughs> so um, that's what we're required to have. So just finding, just paying that insurance, you know, is the biggest expense. It's not necessarily when you purchase a truck, um, but it's really like the day to day maintenance. You, it's a machine. You know, mm -hmm. you're gonna have maintenance. You, I mean, you're gonna have things that happen, and you're gonna pay for it. But you should be making the revenue to get to a point of profitability, mm -hmm. and Loving the trucking world. Oh, you think that's why it's important to get good equipment up front? It's important to get good equipment, good mentorship. Don't go into it without knowing every ounce about the trucking business. Get you a mentor. Don't 
make the same mistakes we made. That's why I'm here to teach other people is because we didn't have any help. We went into it, learned on the fly, learned as we went, made a lot of mistakes. And so now that's why I'm using the, my background in teaching to teach others how to do it the correct way. Using the background of teaching to do it the correct way. Oh, wowzers. You know what I'm saying? Mentors and mistakes. That's go. how you learn things. All right, so Keita, you're a great teacher. You went from teaching the trucks. Um, we, we can see you really love teaching, you know, but you now you're out teaching folks how to dispatch like a pro, and now somebody has 20 trucks, and they got to hire folks because their business is scaling. And all that is cool. It's absolutely dope. It's amazing because you are amazing, but now it's time to figure out if you – Know what's going on in these streets? Street, street, street. All right, we have reached the point in our show that we call "What's the Dopest," and everybody knows if you get the answer wrong, we put you out the house. It's a perfect time to be out the house. I think I'm going to go on a trail right after this. It's a great idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. I'm going to get me a cream soda, a muffin. I'm going to walk and sit by the lake. But first, I'm going to see if you know what's going on in these streets. All right, so Keita, when it comes to your freedom, since you're out here getting your freedom, what's the dopest, tailgating with friends or traveling? Woo. <laughs> I love a good tailgate. I love a good tailgate, but, but I like being free. But I would have to say traveling because football season won't it, come around again <laughs> until the end of August, early September. Football is a quarter of the year. It's only a quarter of the year. So I'm going to take vacation. You said you're going to take vacation? So you can't travel and tailgate? Yes. You can't travel gate? <laughs> the problem with that is I have to make sure my flight gets back in time. Oh, well, you might you might be traveling off to you know you like go to Miami. I'll be going to the Dolphins tailgate. I have done that. See, <laughs> I've been to many cities with it's many t- different tailgates. tailgates. <laughs> so you're you're a travel gator. Yes. <laughs> be buying me a Winnebago soon. Buy you a Winnebago. So you're gonna pick traveling. All right. So what's what's the best part about traveling? Seeing different environments and eating different food. Food. <laughs> you know, it's I'm a foodie. <laughs> It's always about the food. It's always about the food. Yeah, because I asked somebody the other day, I said, what's the best part about vacation? They said, the food. I was like, the food? Seeing the beach. I want to see different things. Yeah. I'm back 12 pounds every year. Every time. (laughs) Every time. You have to eat good wherever you go. Eat good wherever you go. All right, Keita's picking traveling, y'all. She's going to leave the tailgating for that one quarter quarter of the year. year. All right, what's next for you, Keita? More businesses. More businesses. Got another business I'm about to get ready to kick off in the next week. Um, the next week? What is it? Tell the folks. Uh, she don't want y'all to know, y'all. Yeah. Okay. So we had some real estate going. We okay. had some other things going. <laughs> <laughs> and um, We're selling sneaker bars on the corner of Metropolitan and Cleveland maybe. at 3.30 a.m. right next to the Water Boys, guys. Oh, those Water Boys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They're out of hand. But, yeah, so just this year expanding, doing other um, business ventures, and enjoying traveling, you know, as we open the world and it becomes – makes me feel a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. just getting out the country. I'm ready to go now. All right. She want to get back out of the country, y'all. All right, so tell the people where they can find you. Like, what's your, your Instagram, your at, your anything that people want right, to so get in touch with you? Great. So Instagram and Facebook is at 
Big Rig Freight Services. Once again, that's at Big Rig Freight Services. If you're interested in dispatching and learning more on how to start a whole transportation business with just a cell phone and laptop, go to www.bigrigdispatching.com. You can also go to our regular website that has a ton of information on how to get started in dispatching and if you're interested in getting started with trucking, and that's www.bigrigfreightservices.com slash getting started. Slash getting started. All right, y'all know, y'all know where to find her, but I still want to know. You coming in here? <laughs> Staying out. out there. Lord, that was a tough decision back. <laughs> how many years ago was that? I don't know. I don't know. Don't be telling people how old I am. Listen, oh, old. Old. <laughs> Listen, I told y'all it's gray in my face. You're going to respect my seniority. That's what you're going to do. All right? Keita, you've been great. And um, we appreciate what you're doing. Continue to educate people because you're amazing. And you're putting good information out into the world. Because as educators, people have to understand that it's not just, once again, I talk, when I talk to Juice the Drummer, it's not just doctor, lawyer. You know, there are other things that you can get into uh, to make a really, really good, healthy living. Right, and you're exposing that to the world, and that's super, super dope. We thank you for coming by here. We appreciate you, and we're going to holler at you on the other side. Thank you for tuning in to Everyday Dope. We hope you were inspired to live in your dopeness and celebrate the dopeness around you. Don't forget to rate, review, and share with your crew. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter at My Everyday Dope. I'm your host, Mr. Sheffield, and we will see you in season four. See y'all, see see y'all in season four. See 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 y'all, see y'all all in season four. That's dope. Out.